0: Legendary Lou Dillerman fans, and welcome to Down the, the Siren Podcast. Because everything matters, uh, including actually delivering a podcast on a topic that was promised over. So we're here to talk recruiting tonight. Uh, I am joined at the I'm joined tonight, but we may be joined just a little bit by gentlemen. How are you guys
1: this evening? Great. Tired, but ready to talk football. Excited for the season to start.
2: I re- I reciprocate that en- energy. A little tired, but yes. you know, <laughs> excited. Exc- recruiting has me excited. So yes, and have a fun Definitely. drink.
0: All right. Yeah, well, uh, hey, you're, you're you're taking my job. No need to segue, hood. You got it. What are you sipping this evening? Uh. So um,
2: we talked about. It was pre-pod, um, but I have uh, the Rocks Tequila, Terramana. Um, got a little bit of a, a margarita going on here, so, oh yeah.
1: Oh, let's see. I want to it's, see what it looks like.
2: It's a margarita that has no margarita mix.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. It looked like it was like water when I saw it earlier. It was like, it, okay. <laughs> it
0: it, 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 it
2: with lime i got ice too hooligan i got ice too
1: the broke ass margarita (laughs) you like that
2: it does the same thing you know without the sugar yeah i'm just on a diet yeah (laughs) yeah all right
1: you got tonight oh i'm going back to the old reliable the the white claw lemon nice
0: can't go wrong so there's ain't no ain't no laws for you on this pod <laughs> <laughs> no and uh i i don't know i think we've done a, a person or uh where i've exchanged personalities with people on the on the pod because i'm actually team water tonight so super oh, wow. cool we'll,
2: we'll see how this goes <laughs> i love it i love it i got mine on deck too so
0: Don't have anything prepared for our next uh, segment, other than like, yeah, not lately. But uh, stupid tweets. <laughs> Either of you got any good ones? Or oh, actually, I do have one. The entirety of Big Game Boomer's account <laughs> and picking a uh, fight with Brandon Walker a week and a half ago.
2: <laughs> that can be all three of ours right there, and it still wouldn't be enough.
1: Why Jeez, has his account man. gotten worse, Big Game Boomer? Like every every tweet just gets worse or every whatever thing he does best because whatever. he's
0: trying to split the like for a while he was trying to split the difference between portraying like some sense of knowledge being knowledgeable and then tr- kind of trying to troll and then he leans into the troll and then when people are people back in kind he doesn't really like being trolled so mm. interesting that that seems to be the the trend um so yeah
2: yeah i, I don't have any uh yeah but he's it's funny too because he seems to hit sometimes and you're like okay he's figured it out and then the next one's just like what the hell is going <laughs> on did you like watch the games or so it's really hot and cold, cold.
1: very much so all right um yeah i don't have, have any kids Ironically, I haven't engaged in any uh, Duck fans over the last month, so that could be why I don't have any uh, bad tweets. (laughs) Amazing how much the timeline cleans up when you don't interact with that group. Oh my goodness,
0: yes.
2: Yes, exactly. I have refrained as well.
0: Yes. All right. Moving right into the main topic, and we'll go kind of uh, player by player. Uh, we'll apologize to the most recent three commits. I haven't had a chance to watch the tape yet from our July commits. Uh, we will cover them, and I will also say that this will not be our most in-depth recruiting pod. We'll do uh, a full classroom. Uh, at the conclusion of recruiting season, um, but certainly want to do an update on and kind of, you know, initial impressions uh, for most of the class and then uh, talk a little bit about how things are trending, how things have shifted, those pieces before we move on to the other parts of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll start with the, the first commit in the class and a guy I'm certainly super excited about, Tybo Rogers, who's a running back out of Bakersfield, California, 5'11, 180. Um, how is that, how that guy is still a three star? is.
1: What are you doing? <laughs> it's crazy. They made they made uh, some updates a few weeks back, and okay, he's not moved to a four star yet.
2: It's like it's universally crazy. understood that he's underrated, which
0: doesn't make any sense. If it's universally yeah, understood and- that, un- that somebody's underrated, isn't that a pretty good argument for somebody to be be rated uh, in rated uh, h- higher?
2: It it's the weirdest thing. Like you have like local California um, independent entities saying he's like the best running back in California. So like, what does that not count for? Like, I think that is a lot of weight.
1: I saw that it could be that he's not doing a bunch of like camps. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, so that could be part of the reason because they just you he's know are inclined to. Olympic machine. Yeah, exactly. Or, or the flag football. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He was in.
2: He was at a camp. Uh, I would say in the last month, but that's literally the only one that I've seen. And it was a lot of like pass catching stuff. So it wasn't even things of, you know, primary running back duty stuff.
0: So yeah, a part of like you know to, to, to briefly touch on the things that, that stood out to me on his tape, like that is empty. particularly if you look at the tape
1: of this offense, and what this staff. Fit for what they like they like root running there um but but the if other if things are particularly started,
0: he's got that kind of one cut and go ability and then the other piece of it is that he hits his fast it doesn't he's not a builder of speed he it's he hits the he hits top gear in a hurry hoodie janny anything else you want to say about uh tybo
2: Uh, no uh, i would just say uh, agreeing with you uh, i like the contact balance um i like even for the size the way he finishes runs um so i, I really like that um and then to be kind of uh um it, that that camp that w- that i was just mentioning um you saw his actual route running ability you know and his nuance with understanding of routes and stuff like that so i think that's going to be where he gets on the field the earliest but yeah spotted on him
0: mm-hmm. About about it. And, and like it, it's that was a key theme during the spring about and like why we've you've seen them bring in what backs is the, the lack of that clear ability in the past game um I, I gotta shout i think it was darker Knight's quote in a previous podcast about the spring game about you know and, and this is not to disrespect the player at all but uh about jb through get it so shouts shouts to that comment (laughs) because that that, that, that's one of the lines of the year of the pod um but but certainly i think that that's a key that's a huge aspect of this and that's why i think you're seeing will nixon uh, without getting into talking about fall ball or fall camp so far um while you're seeing will nixon get a a ton of run um at running back is 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 that aspect of his game um moving on to somebody else that catches the ball and is going to be a really interesting piece of the offense um, is Keith Reynolds, wide receiver 5'10 160 out of out of Atalanto, California? Um, yeah, hood DJ
1: thoughts, don't visit Oregon again. That's my
2: thought. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious! <laughs> uh, I think he just recently visited Cal, maybe too. I think too, in Oregon State. I think, yeah, I think that's just gonna be you know what they, what they, the kids do at this point. Um, in regards to him, uh, I think his team went like 2-10 and 10 last year, but he was the best offensive player in the league.
3: So totally I kind of cool always
2: – yeah, I, I kind of always mention that. Like, he's just a football player. Um, I think uh, Cooper Potanga mentioned that he was – reminded him of Chico McClatcher um, in high school, and I was like, I, I like that. But I think he's got a little bit more John Ross-like wiggle to him um, and, and frame than like that stockier kind of build. But – um, playing wildcat quarterback running back receiver he's just like a football player super instinctual with the ball in his hand so he's one of my favorite um rec- offensive recruits in this class
0: so yeah it, I actually love the fact that you brought up john Ross not that he not that he's john ross but in particular at uh at the 350 mark of his highlights there's a will uh, play that harkens back a little bit to uh one of the touchdowns against he uh, noticeably had to slow down and one mississippi two mississippi three mississippi oh there's the football okay let me walk we've around four guys and score this touchdown um and then uh i i definitely think the other thing that i had written in my notes is to to use i think it's an old-fashioned cliche you know cliche or uh um i don't know whether it's you know jim ross or uh (laughs) call him to wwe but the dude is quicker than a hiccup like just it's going to be an interesting uh so certainly very encouraged about what he can play in him, particularly in that kind of that slot position and gadget plays, all of those pieces.
2: Uh, we, if we monitor Giles this year, I think we get a solid indication on a uh, yep. potential usage for sure. That's
0: a great point. That's a great point. All right, we'll move on to... Um, uh, one of the kids that we've gotten out of a, a pipeline school that we always want to be associated with and always be pulling in talent from, uh, and that's Devin Bryant, a linebacker at six foot and two ten, out of St. John Bosco. Um, I'll start on this one, and I, I said that uh, if you ask him, what you know, basically figure out, you know, what's his twenty? What's his twenty? It, it's around the football. <laughs> that's where Devin Bryant is. Um, he's who where he's around whoever has the ball. Um, and then a call out at about 4:10. Um, really in the highlights, uh, really a nice and kind of wait um, to f- to figure out what was going on and not over pursue. And then went and got um, went to go get the QB. Uh, he very clearly has the instinct not to run himself out of plays. And as promised, we are now joined by The Darker Night. Welcome, uh, welcome, sir. Uh, well, before we resume the recruiting conversation, what are you drinking this evening?
3: Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. You know, I look forward to this fellowship. Uh, tonight, I'm drinking a Belgian White Shock Tap, something Ooh. just really random, but really good on a, on a night like this. So ready to get started. Sure.
1: I don't know what that is, nice. but that sounds good.
3: Oh, it's a little beer, you know.
1: Yeah. This,
3: this hot weather. Well, the hot weather we did have.
1: Yeah. I'll be back. <laughs> oh, there's a hood margarita. <laughs> this
2: is this is my margarita with with no uh, margarita mix.
1: <laughs> the,
0: the, the
2: tequila. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. It's good. That's why
0: it's doing its job. That's That's fun. Fun. <laughs> uh, so we had uh, talked a little bit about uh, the first couple of commits. I uh, certainly wanted to hear your thoughts on uh, – we'll go back and uh, your thoughts on Tybo Rock.
3: Man, uh, I, I like I like the jitterbug in him. Uh, when you see him, you kind of can see the versatility. Um, you see what Caitlin DeBoer's vision is. He wants a guy who can cut between the tackles but also catch the ball in the backfield, get him in space, and be very dangerous. Very different from the backs we have on the roster now, and you can kind of see, like, what kind of transition – Uh, He'd like to go in kind of in the mold of the Miles Gaskins and such. Um, I really like the kid, really do.
0: And then uh, Keith Reynolds, the receiver out of – receiver slash all over the field (laughs) from Atlanta, to California. (laughs) Uh,
3: Like I said, he – you know what? You see his size and he's like – you know, you don't, it's not the biggest guy, but at the same time, you kind of can see the versatility, the quickness. Um, just a home run type, type of guy that we need on the squad. That, you know, from a profile wise, you're like, okay, you can say we're going to be emphasizing the slot receiver um, and just that movement, getting guys in space, getting guys to sit down in, this, in those holes and making moves after the catch. And I think Yak is going to be huge in his offense and he fits the mold for sure just a swiss army knife uh
2: i was actually saying that um just watching his film like uh him playing quarterback wide receiver running back you know just kind of being this instinctual football player you know mm-hmm. like the guy in peewee who may not have the biggest size but it's like bro little jimmy over here is the best player on the field magic. bro we need to get him yeah, yeah we need, Uh, and uh team was two and ten but <laughs> Offensive Player of the Year, and these you got to also think like we're going to go down this list of guys, and um, they haven't even played their senior seasons yet. So there's a lot of off-season work that we haven't seen from these commits their their progression into their senior season. So
0: that's a great Position point. Versatility, uh, maybe. Yeah, we're not done talking Tucker. recruiting. Uh, and then uh, we had just started talking about Devin Bryant. So uh, the floor is open for whoever wants to talk about Devin next.
3: My God, you're talking about in the mode of (laughs) coming with bad intentions. And when you can tell he's that type of guy, when he sees something like see ball, get ball, he's definition of see ball, get ball. Uh, I could see him just being a playmaker. Um, Carries himself like a leader, um, always getting guys face, getting guys hype. But at the same time, he's he's making plays everywhere, and his speed flashes on the field. You could tell he's sudden, and he when he sees it, like I said, like he goes and gets it. I really like what he can develop into. I think he could be one of the best linebackers to play here in a very long time.
2: I I completely agree. I think his high school film um, actually reminds me of uh, Danny Highmili. Um, see ball, get ball. That aggressive mindset, that downhill element. Um, but you just mentioned, um, you just mentioned like him getting in the faces of people. And I've already done a N'Kobe Dean comparison in regards mm. to size with him. And you remember that uh, that that uh, goal line play where him and Channing Tindall had to get into it yep. when in, with versus Bama. You know where he was like hey, you missed your assignment. I had to Have make up correctly. for your assignment. Correct him. In yeah. the next play, Channing Tindall had a sack. So I think that is, is what he's going to bring to the table in regards to that leadership, the skill set, and then also kind of that uh, ability comp, high school comp ability comp, So
3: He's just one of those alphas that every defense needs. You know what I mean? He's a guy that plays with an edge, but at the same time, he's going to be that tone setter, not only for his team, but he's going to get guys aligned going to be the guy, you know, you need that one guy that's going to be tough on you, but at the same time, you know, love you up when you need it. Um, and like I said, I, I see a, a lot of potential in him. His size and his speed, um, he's not the biggest guy, but you don't have to be the biggest guy. Um, he kind of reminds me of a Levante David uh, when I actually looked at him. Um, similar size when Levante came in. Um, plays, plays very, very just, I mean, they the that comp is just so right on as far as like how he plays in space and whatnot too. Um and if he can develop into that I mean we're talking about a future <laughs> future <laughs> draft pick so. Um high hopes again and yeah just excited to see him on campus.
2: And then um I think uh Hooligan's actually going by date of commit. Um so I think uh next us next up is um Rashid Williams. So I think uh, this staffs first uh you know blue chip recruit commit so any uh, thoughts on Rasheed williams
3: yeah i think he's he's a prototypical possession receiver um uh, he natural hands catcher uh, from everything i've seen uh, really smooth athlete um, i didn't see a ton of breakaway speed from him but he does separate at the top of his routes which is key especially coming into the college level and he high points very well um smooth route runner with it with a huge, huge ceiling to get better. Um, and I like the way he develops. I think he's just now coming into his own. So this year he can actually break out and really establish himself.
1: Yeah, I agree with what you're saying there. He has a he has a high ceiling uh, player, even, even as a four-star. And, and uh, I think he has good size, a lot of...
0: All right, picking up that conversation moving on to uh another uh, offensive weapon, uh 62 uh, receiver out of Pittsburgh, California, Rashid uh Williams. who wants to start with their impressions and thoughts on Rashid.
2: Uh two things that I was uh that I'm just going to add to uh, DJ and Kellen's opinion or uh, Darker Knights opinion is uh
3: um use my cup. Who? <laughs> my
2: gun, man. He uh he lines up in the slot a lot too mm-hmm. for his size as well. So he he does he runs a lot. Of that and I think it's a it's a real real key thing. You guys know how I harp on, you know, hands hands hands. I, if you're a receiver and you drop the ball, that is not what your job is for. So I love the way that he's a natural hands catcher. Um, and then the other thing was just mentioning that uh, his quarterback is Jaden Rashad in high school uh, right now. So it's uh, he should be putting up uh, some pretty pretty crazy video game type numbers, or at least have the targets to do so. So once again, talking about that senior season, it's going to be pretty interesting to watch uh, um, how he performs and uh, with
3: increased mm-hmm.
0: targets. Yeah, agreed.
3: I'm, yeah. I'm just excited to, to get him on board. I've seen a lot of different reports where they had him as the best route runner on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, when I look at him, he reminds me a lot of Justin Jefferson. Uh, just a really smooth athlete. Um, gonna make you miss in space with his routes, really crafty, and he's a natural hands catcher. Um, not necessarily gonna blow the top off, but they don't really ask him to in their offense. It's a lot of just timing routes and kind of get him to allow him to use his athleticism, um, whether you know in the middle of the field in the slot, and when he is outside, I mean him just running those isolation routes and high pointing the ball. Um, I love the potential he has. I think he he has nowhere near his ceiling, and he's gonna do some really big things.
2: I don't. Sure. I don't know if he's as straight line fast, but I, I was kind of thinking Tyler Boyd a little bit.
3: Ooh, that's similar. Similar type comp. Similar size. You're you're right on. You're right on par. That six two frame, one hundred ninety. Yeah. I think he can get to about two hundred pounds when he gets on campus. Um, but his how wiry he is and how he just uses his body to manipulate the defense. You can tell he's just ahead oh. of. He's ahead of the curve. He just needs a little bit more polishing. I think this year he's going to do that. I have a feeling he's going to break out both of them, both shot at him.
0: Yeah, his—I I don't like whether it's the torso or like the hip flexibility, like the angles that he gets his bodies into <laughs> is like it was. I—I I don't know that I've seen a receiver that that hit those angles or, or that flex. It, it's, I mean, like and we we had Dante. I mean, obviously Dante's <laughs> three inches shorter and, <laughs> and and was an un. Mover and, and I think Rashid's a little bit, un- certainly a little unconventional in that way as well, mm-hmm. and certainly, um, definitely like a long strider in his in his gait. Um, but certainly, really excited about his potential in this offense um, for sure. We, we're ready to move on to uh, the first in-state prospect.
3: Yes, uh, yes, us.
0: Uh, and that's uh, Jacob Lane, a six-foot-five, two hundred and thirty-pound edge prospect. Uh, certainly, obviously, uh, right there. It's the length and the frame. Um, the thing that that stood out to me on the the tape was that certainly like the upper body pop, um, I, I certainly think you know this is not you know any disrespect to Jacob, but it, but he's certainly not a guy that I expect to see the field early um, unless that we've had just a uh, a terrible run of injuries. Um, but certainly with the work that the strength and conditioning staff led by McKeefry could do, like definitely a player that um, I can see being a productive player for us. You know, in that kind of redshirt sophomore um you know kind of you know productive part of the rotation for two to three seasons uh as he matures and and starts to fill out that frame
2: i think you can't um you can't say enough about wanting to be here and jacob land is somebody that wants to be here um uh, you, you saw his commitment video and how cool that was and how much uh, that meant to him doing it in front of the team and things like that. Um, that was re- uh, super, super cool. Um, and then to the things that you mentioned a little bit in regards to his size, um, you know, 6'5 with your frame already is, is phenomenal. You know, We didn't think Maurice Himes was going to be ready to play early. And now we're getting, we're hearing rumors that he potentially could touch the field. Um, you just kind of never know when somebody kind of wants to be in the room and wants to work, and they also have a frame um, and a natural kind of motor, how early they touch the field. So um, I do agree in regards to just uh, off off of uh, the high school, the junior film, um, I wouldn't project any early type of playing time, so I do agree with you there. Um, but that that in-state level, uh, we, we need kind of some of that um, um, uh, in-state love to kind of match his desire to be here for sure for sure
0: yeah and like i said that was no disrespect to him, to him at all it's just some athletes or guys that you expect is are going to see the field as soon as they step on campus or, or or you project could see the field as soon as you step on campus i certainly think that uh Bo, as an example could be one of those guys that sees the ball and sees, sees snaps early early in their career and that's not just like there's a ton of great huskies in the history of the program that weren't like you know significant contributors as, as freshmen but were absolute beasts by the time they left and, and certainly he um you know and, and there are no guarantees with any college football
3: problem.
0: um you can't teach and size is certainly one of them darker night uh, you have anything to say about jacob
3: yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, look at his size. I mean, coming in as an 18-year-old kid, if he's even 18 yet, I mean, his size is impressive. And then uh, just kind of looking at the highlights I've seen of him, uh, he's really raw as far as his pass rush ability. Uh, but he, the way he uses his bull rush and his kind of popping the speed right off the snap mm-hmm. of the ball, he gets in the backfield and creates a lot of havoc. I think if he could just polish up his, his hand usage, obviously, as he gains size, um, I'm intrigued to see what he can develop into. Um, he seems like a natural bender. Um, he definitely is an effort player. Um, he's high energy. You can just tell on the field. He doesn't stop moving, doesn't give up on a play. Um, so you love his intangibles and um, just curious to see what he develops into.
0: For sure. I think we can uh, go ahead and move on to uh, uh, to Diesel Gordon, uh, 5'11", 170-pound cornerback out of uh, and I might be butchering the pronunciation, but I believe it's it's either Seguin or, or uh, I think Seguin down in Arlington, Texas. <laughs> Seguin. It is Seguin, okay. I'm, uh, I'm like the Polynesian names. I, I have trouble with some of the names <laughs> of towns in Texas. <laughs> we, we all do, brother. We all. <laughs> um, One of the things that really stood out to me, it's about 57 minutes of his highlight tape, the angle and speed, the angle he took and his speed on a kick return where like, I think, like, I think he was the returner and it looked like the guys had the right angles and he just ran right by him. Um, So the the turn of foot there is is particularly impressive. And I don't think he's going to have a ton of trouble uh, keeping up with some of the faster receivers in the conference by any stretch of the imagination.
2: Uh, I, I kind of I agree with that as well. Um, I think another thing, and I think this is going to be a trend if, as we go down the class, Like, look at the size of these kids. Um, another um, over six foot DB. Uh, so there's obviously um, a, an emphasis on length at the position. Um, I believe Diesel Gordon's also a coach's son. So when you talk about pedigree and understanding of the game um, and somebody, once again, who wants to play football and wants to be there, um, you heard it a lot from, um, you know, the last staff in regards to the guys that they would try to target in recruiting people that um, wanted to be good in college, but also like were working to be pros. Um, and I think Diesel is going to have that kind of with like Dyson McCutcheon as well, where um, you've got that pedigree and you know what it takes to get to that level. So disregard a rating or anything like that. Certain people just know what it takes to get to um,
3: a certain level of ball. It's a great point. That yeah, that kid can pick him up and put him down, I tell you that much. <laughs> I can't tell you what his forty was, but I tell you what, he, when he runs, he catches what he sees and he don't get caught. Um yeah. no, I love I love watching watching this film. I mean, the kid's just so instinctive. Um, even when he looks out of position, he, he's never rattled in coverage, he plays the ball really well. And then when you get the ball in his hand, I mean, my gosh. I mean, and just a playmaker. And you could tell, I mean, the, he's just one of them kids like you see him running on the field, like you start to rise up out of your seat because you just think something big yep. is going to happen. Um, and I think he's going to have that big time playmaking potential at, at the next level. Um, he has a size and he looks his arms and stuff look very long. So I, I'm curious, like how much weight he actually can hold. Because um, I know right now he's only listed at 170 pounds, but I think he can hold 190 pretty comfortably. And I wouldn't be surprised if he grew another inch or two. Um, just looking at his body type, he kind of has mm-hmm. that Marcus Peters long, really long arm type look, um, yep. but he's very explosive. And I love I love just his change of direction and obviously his straight line speed as well.
0: Yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what inspired the name diesel, but uh, it's probably <laughs> the highest octane diesel on the <laughs> found on Earth because he can flat out. <laughs> fly I mean, I'm not no sure lid, if not day jet day, it, I'm not sure yeah I'm not sure if jet aircraft run on diesel but
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow dude can dude can move Um. Uh, uh, all right let's move on to uh, kind of what what seems to be readily apparent as definitely one of the ringleaders of the class and really that that glue guy in the class much like a Nate Kalepo was I, a few years ago Um. that point you, you there's a ton to like about that, about him, but then you look at the tape and, and that's Anthony James, a, a 6'5", 240 pound, 245 pound defensive lineman out of Wiley, Texas. Hey, three cheers for a name that I can actually <laughs> um, <laughs> and definitely the things that, that stood out in his film to me were certainly the motor, the length um, and his ability to block shed. Um, I think it's gonna be very interesting to see if, you know, as he grows and matures and he gets, working with, with coach McKeefery, Um if he stays outside as an edge, or if he mo- moves and kind of becomes that hybrid edge slash, you know, kind of more five tech kind of mix the, inter- you know, you know, he's not going to be a nose tackle, but kind of a mix of that interior exterior, a little like we saw at a Benning Um I think kind of in inter- certainly not to, to talk about fall, fall camp, but what they're, I think what it looks like they're doing a little bit with, with Voy. Um, in in terms of where he plays, but but that's my thoughts.
1: So you're saying glad. you're saying you think it can be like a Michael Bennett type of role? Yeah, that, that's a way, a great, yeah. that's a great call out there, DJ. Yeah, Michael Bennett's yeah. a great call. Oh man! I, the, oh, sorry. I, I'll just I'll just say something real quick. Love this recruit uh, in many ways. Getting a four star out of Texas is huge, and just all the social media what he does like and with the being vocal about being a dog and trying to recruit on social media love all that and yeah i just feel like we haven't gotten this type of player in a few years i mean not just because he's from texas but maybe since like levi being with this size and athleticism that he has like we haven't had that like combination uh, in this in this position in several years so i'm excited to get him on campus i'm Excited to see who else it can bring in too. And it's a huge pickup for us.
2: I think you're right on point, uh, Hooligan. Um, when you talk about the binning uh kind of comparison. Um, uh, if you remember early, I think binning even was playing, you know, interior, you know, D line. So um mm-hmm. I just think that versatility you pointed to that five tech, that edge. Um, and I think uh I think on I think 247 has him at 265. So I don't know if he's two forty five, two sixty-five, but I think um in regards to playing um <clears throat> on some rundowns and things like that, um he's got the length and the, the the frame to put on some some heavy weight. I think you can see uh 270, 275, even two eighty, and be kind of fluid with a lot of things um, um, with his movement. So yeah.
3: I, I look at him and I see a lot of Cam Jordan. Um, I remember watching Cam Jordan in high school because um, he's a little bit obviously younger than I am, but uh, just his movement is very similar. His stack shed um, is, I mean, he's pretty elite at that. Um, his motor um, doesn't give up on the play um, and he uses his arms really well now, even though he's not necessarily uber athletic, just his, his size alone and just the force he brings on the field. He plays with an aggression. Um and obviously I just love the way he's doing for us outside <laughs> off the field right now with recruits and and really building that brotherhood um at UW and really advocating for why you should come to Washington. I just love the kid.
0: Yeah, agreed. Moving on uh, to, uh, I think, the first offensive line commit we got in the class, and that's a 6'6, 275 pound tackle out of Aurora, Colorado, Zachary Henning. Um, Who'd like to start?
2: So uh, uh, I'll tell you, uh, Zach is my my favorite, outside of our home guy uh, hatchet, Zach's my favorite offensive lineman in this class. super athletic. So I don't want to hear anything about the not being an athlete and stuff like that. Super athletic, um, great movement skills, great hips already. Um, I don't know. I can't really tell if there's a, you know, with Anthony James, the length kind of pops on film. I can't really tell if there's crazy length with Zach. I don't know his measurables, but, um, I would say he lets, he does let some people get inside of him and inside his, uh, his reach. But beyond that, um, my favorite crazy motor uber athletic. Um, I, I would say probably projects interior. So.
0: Yeah. I, I definitely thought like I, he definitely finishes his blocks. He's got the, the requisite level of nasty. Um, and I certainly think of, you know, as, as he's coached and developed, and all, you know, with polishing up a little of that hand technique. Uh, I think I saw hands were outside maybe a little bit more than, um, you'd ideally like to see, but certainly no, no concerns, uh, long-term with, with the strength of, the you know, certainly not only, uh, with Huff, but with, uh, Light coaching in, in his own right. So no concerns there.
3: I haven't seen too much of him um, as far as, uh, his actual play, but, um, just, uh, piggybacking off what Hood said, uh, as far as, um, People I heard I know folks are raving about his athleticism and and the fact that he plays with an edge as well. Um, it's kind of like the theme of this class, guys that are play that have that edge about him and what they play in just effort high effort guys. Um, I'm excited to learn more about him, especially this upcoming year and uh, watch some more film on him. He's definitely it. somebody that highlights his.
2: Um, um, his personal work and his personal work ethic and he's doing it at relatively like prestigious gyms with prestigious coaches so um, in in those uh, areas and things like that. so like you can definitely tell he's a grinder and kind of goes off on his own and I don't know if it's a hiring thing or people are voluntarily training him, but he's with some some really good people. so um, I think he's if you look at <clears throat> I think he took his film down maybe after he committed but one thing you'll notice is he's he's already really crafty. You know what I mean, like uh, with his skill set already, um. So, like, like we were talking about, Rashid Williams already had of having craft at the wide receiver position. It's not always having to beat you with athleticism. He's kind of uh, already super crafty, um, for a senior in high school.
3: Love it.
0: Love it. Uh, we'll move on to uh, one of my favorite guys in this class, um, and that's Vincent Holmes, uh. Uh, approximately 6-foot, 175-pound athlete at uh, San Jacinto High School down in California. Uh, Hello, speed and ball skills. Um, (laughs) What I will say, and then I'm going to just open the floor. Um, I like him at wide receiver. I (laughs) love him at free safety. Uh, This dude is a hitter. Like this guy on the defensive side of the ball at his size and length and that with that speed. Um, go ahead. (laughs)
3: I'll go. Uh, yeah, I mean, the smoothest, mover of anybody in this class, I believe. Um, just, I mean, top tier athlete. Um, I love the versatility. I mean, he's natural hands. I can just see him as a ball hawk at safety or just used on the offensive side. I mean, I can see Kalen using him as a two-way athlete, honestly, especially his first couple of years. Um, love his attitude, um, his competitiveness. The kid runs. I mean, you could tell <laughs> that he's pretty much a deep arousal. But I mean, God, when you have somebody that explosive, how do you not take advantage of it? Um, but he still has some nasty when he comes up and um, run support. Uh, he just are all around. I just love the kids. I mean, his moxie is just evident oozes on, on tape. There's
2: going to be a theme too, man. When we start, you know, talking about these DBs um, one thing that's big is the, obviously the length, um, but they all have ridiculous ball skills. You know what I mean? They, they all have some, um, you know, when the offense needs a big play, you know, they're going to the other side of the ball and Hey, we need you to make a big play. So i um, saying that you're most likely the, the best athlete on the team in general. Um, the way he's kind of able to play a single high, like that is very difficult to do. Um, and I don't, it, what's crazy because in the ratings, I don't think he's getting enough credit for that. Um, but yeah, I would just say, uh, rave about the ball skills um, and, uh, w- and also too, uh, a trend as well in these DBs is once they have the ball in their hand, what type of returners they are. Um, they do turn into offensive weapons when they get, when they um, get these turnovers. So yeah. I will say Changing one other thing.
3: I'm oh, sorry, just one other thing. His diagnosis of a run play is yes, elite.
1: Yes, and he just flies through the ball.
3: Oh my gosh! I don't know if it's just yeah. a hunch or the kids' film study, but he diagnoses and he comes downhill quickly.
1: Yep.
0: Yep. DJ, any any additional thoughts on uh, Vincent Holmes?
1: No, I think, I think he has covered it. I mean, I can see him play both sides of the ball. Uh, yeah, but I like him at safety, too, I think. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. What's his 40 time? When I watch his film, he, I mean, it could be competition, but he looks super fast, fast out there, too. Yeah,
3: he's fast. Fast enough. I mean, he has the <laughs> ball skills. I think he could, he could develop into an all-conference receiver if he, if he yeah. wanted to stick to that side of the ball.
1: And the one thing I'll add is because you are talking about, like uh, – the ball skills all these guys have. And like, they're all just like football players. Like, just They love football. You can tell uh, and that they've been playing it. They've been studying it. And they just have a big passion for for the game. And it's evident with, with Holmes as well. So that's, that's kind of a trend I'm seeing too with a lot of those guys.
0: Yep, for sure. Um, speaking of speed on the defensive side of the ball, uh, I think that's a great way to pivot into uh, uh, who will be... Uh, I, I'm really excited to see uh, as Devin Bryant's running mate and that's uh, Jordan Whitney,
3: 6205
0: yeah. pound linebacker out of Oxnard, California. I'll be honest, I don't know the last time that I've seen a, a linebacker prospect that runs like Jordan. Um, and he brings that <laughs> in like when, and when he gets to the ball carrier, uh, you can say explosive or you can, but um, <laughs> that's a fun linebacker tape to watch. I'll, I'll just say it that way.
1: Oh, yeah. He's, he's, my favorite guy in the whole class besides maybe like some of the top guys, Anthony James or something, but yeah, I love, I love Jordan Whitney. Like I haven't talked a, long, a lot about all these guys cause I haven't watched as much film, but like him, I watched a lot and I can watch his tape over and over again. He, he's fast for his size. He, he hits hard. Like, I don't know. I don't know if this is the best comparison, but maybe like a smaller like Azim Victor kind of out there. Like he, yeah, I just, I love watching him, the speed he brings, at a linebacker position. Again, I don't know what his time is, but he flies for for his position and he's probably faster than a lot of the DBs out there, I'm sure too. So yeah, he's he's my favorite one, I think, for the whole class.
2: I see we just monitor, like I, I sent you guys, well, he runs an 11-2, you know, in the <laughs> in the 100, you know, and he's somebody who's probably gonna get up to 220, 225. Um, you can see a trend too. They they really want versatile guys. They don't want a whole bunch of weight on you. Um, they may want that uh, up front, you know. But they're not going to put a whole bunch of weight on these linebackers. It seems like they want you kind of fly around, like um, so. Uh, he fits that mold and, and extremely explosive too. So like Devin Bryant, um, Vince Holmes. Vince Holmes. When we talk about that theme of kind of read, react, full speed, blowing the ball carrier up, um, Whitney fits that that mold for sure.
1: Do you think they're keeping? They want to have that versatility with some of the linebackers, so maybe someone can play that husky position if if they're capable or, or I, they I would say in there at all.
2: I you're hearing kind of talks about Mol, uh Chris Mole kind of being maneuvered as this like uh, Swiss Army knife, as yeah. well as I uh, I haven't heard too much about a uh, uh, King. I think it's the Mario King, but um, same thing there as well, like that hybrid linebacker safety. Um, so I think I think for sure they're going to have a lot of. Uh, Pretty odd packages with with these kind of versatile guys.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't had a linebacker that runs like him since maybe Travis Feeney, and he ran four four seven at the combine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I can see him definitely in that mold where he picks up ground very. Very quickly, you can obviously see that when he plays running back as well on the other side of the ball. Yeah. Uh, just his his straight line speed, but his nastiness when he hits, <laughs> I feel sorry for the personal protector the quarterback when he comes in with bad intention. He just destroys people. Uh, that I, that
1: first that first <laughs> clip on his junior year huddle when he like blows up. I don't blow. know if it's a running back or something, and then still chases on the quarterback. Doesn't say.
3: I said a prayer for him.
0: I, <laughs> I say a little before you.
3: There was a, uh, there was some like
2: in- independent like analytics guy who uh, like did tests on speeds or whatnot, and he was like one of the faster high school um, linebackers in the country, like in regards to like miles per hour or something like that. So, oh yeah, the athletes Probably. we're bringing in are gonna be this strength team is gonna be very excited. <laughs> to get these uh these lichens in there.
3: <laughs>
0: nice. Uh nice. Uh, uh well, I think we can move on. Uh, to uh six seven, uh two hundred and I think fifty pound uh offensive tactical prospect out of Orange, California, and that's a uh, Elisha Jacket. Uh obviously the wingspan is um comparable to a 747 um,
1: <laughs>
0: certainly pretty good hand punch um but but certainly a, a really intriguing prospect out wide um side of area of things
2: you, I mean, you can see the physical traits, obviously, like those just jump off the screen. You you can read, you know, his measurables and you're like, whoa, the length. You know what I mean? But um, I think one thing about his tape is just uh, watching how, you know, even at 6'7", six, 6'8", six, uh, he's able to kind of maintain leverage uh, for the size. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, a good point uh, to kind of notice about him.
3: Well, his name is definitely fitting. Somebody that dang big. He's <laughs> a Looks like a huge jacket. Uh, but he, mm-hmm. he definitely moves really smooth. Um, Hopefully he's straight jacketing uh, the defensive line. <laughs> oh, there's after, the nickname. Uh, there you go. There's there you your go. merch. Straight NIL. jacket. And <laughs> <NIL>. I
0: <laughs> No, you're you're not getting past me.
3: <laughs> <My life features. laughs> if, you coin, if you don't if you don't coin that name right now, get that the T. jacket. <laughs> uh, other known as Elijah. Uh, no, the kid, the kid can move. Uh I mean, to be that big, I mean, that's a big kid coming in six seven two eighty. Uh, it's what he. Looks and he's not now. the biggest o line
0: prospect. Oh my! That we're no, in. And,
3: and he get, and he, I mean, he's just a baby right now. He, he hasn't hit a college weight room yet. Um, I love his potential. Uh nope. But when you when you see a kid that that athletic, that size, uh, who really hasn't played. Significant football where he's gonna play when he gets to this level just gets you excited because you look at him on film and you just see all the traits and oh my God. Scott Huff has to be just salivating right now.
0: Yeah, yep. Uh, moving on the other side of the ball and um, somebody that they'll probably get uh, in the next five years a, a bunch of reps up against each other, or um, uh, and that's a. Uh, Six hundred uh, or excuse me, six foot four, two hundred and eighty-five lineman out of again, John Bosco. Uh, and that's Sua lafotu uh, coming off of an injury, but certainly some of the things that stand up out stand out on the tape that, that is available for him. Um, the dude eats blocks, and I mean that in, in the best way. And he's like, if you talk about having linebackers, even in particularly, this is important if um if we don't put a ton of weight on on Bryant and on Jordan Whitney and want to keep those guys clean so that they can run sideline to side sideline having guys that eat up blocks and and keep them uh keep the linebackers clean um but particularly impressive leverage the, the, and at, at six foot four um sue's ability to stay low and use his base is really impressive to me
2: I, I completely agree with that um i think one thing that you mentioned too was just about putting weight on um, I think that's going to be um, his primary challenge is going to be putting weight on. Um, and then also, too, we were, I was just discussing, you know, um, senior seasons. And I think his senior season is going to be big to kind of determine, um, you know, if he's versatile or if we can kind of move him around and things like that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think uh, to your point, Hooligan, in regards to the weight, I think that's going to be his primary thing. Um, but uh, definitely a, a, a potential solid run stuffer for us.
0: Darker Night DJ, anything on uh, Sue Bosco Pipeline, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, love it. Yeah, teammate of Devin Bryant. Um, watch a little, I mean, he flashes obviously some on Devin's film as well, but uh, yeah, I love the the nasty, um, and the motor as well. Um, like I said, it seems like a consistent theme, especially with guys who are playing on the defensive end, like what they're actually looking for in this class. They have a a clear vision of what they want to build the team around. Um I'm hoping he actually stays healthy coming into this next year cuz I'm I'm really excited to see what he can develop into um before he steps on campus. I just need another year to kind of really evaluate him.
2: Sure. Highest ceiling's yeah. probably one tech for sure. Just got to put some put some weight on.
1: Yep. Yeah, I just thought, I like the Bosco pipeline and I was I was looking at 247. I didn't realize that 11 of our 19 commits are from California. That That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how going it was in Glory Days. Exactly. exactly. Well, <laughs> exactly. That's a
3: Don James special right there. We we just need to... We'll,
0: we'll, we'll talk a little bit without getting... about the one thing that's missing from that, that Glory Day composition uh, of how our classes uh, shape up. Um, but on that note, actually, speaking of the state of Washington, um, and probably... I don't know. We might need to call him the swaggiest player in the class. Um, uh, Husky legacy. Um, dude's got lettuce like no tomorrow. Uh, and that's uh six foot three, 295 pound interior offensive lineman, Landon hatchet from up in Firmdale. Um, take it away.
3: I love this kid, man. Uh, I, I more fell in love with him. Um, uh... Just during during one of the spaces where he he actually hopped on, and he stayed on for like 45 minutes, um, just talking to everyone and how excited he was, obviously with his brother and um, kind of have that lineage, kind of you know continuing. But the kid's just a character, but you could tell like he's going to be the the guy to keep things light. Um, easily see him as a future leader of a team. Um, just easy to talk to, but at the same time, he's very intense, very serious um and i just love love the way he plays um and just one quick side note uh just a funny (laughs) just a funny thing from the conversation i remember uh, they had asked him about his locks you know he has that flowing that flowing hair uh and they're like hey landon how many chicks uh was in your dm and kind of reached out to you once you had posted the the video you come in with the locks and he was like actually I, i got more more uh Feedback from guys, but I appreciate you noticing. <laughs> 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 oh my um, god, that's just how the conversation started. From there, it was over. I was like, "I'm so loving, dude." Yeah. yeah. The, we, speaking of nil
0: deals, uh, just to get on that subject, if if you know if he doesn't have a an uh, nil deal with like L'Oreal or you Head and Shoulders. Head head shoulders. We're missing out on an opportunity. He's missing out on an Herbal opportunity
3: essence. to get on a yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: I think he has
2: the, the
3: personality of seller for sure.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And and being from the state, I mean you can't the opportunities are endless there.
3: Yeah, for sure.
2: His um, his m- his movement skills man are, are yeah. top tier man for a center um and then just uh, the last little point to him is just uh, the competitive nature um he took his baseball season relatively serious as well so um home run type hitter so he he embraces having that power and embraces kind of like you know um, um that kind of uh, imposing type of presence so I uh, appreciate that about him
1: yeah it's he interesting has a that he too i
2: saw that
1: <laughs> yeah and it's interesting that he's rated pretty low, given like it's like several schools are after him and wanted him. Yeah, and so yeah, I don't know. Maybe just because he's a center, and you know those don't get really drafted that high. That that's usually how they project those rankings anyway. So good call. But, yeah,
2: I mean Miles Moreau was was definitely what top one hundred and fifty.
1: Oh yeah. Like that.
2: So um, it doesn't make sense to me either his officials or the teams that were the most interested are like Blue Bloods or like literally just came out the CFP, you know, so it's pretty odd, you know, where he's ranked. I I, you kind of assume he's like a four or five. Like, it's really weird. You kind of assume he's like a four or five star.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
3: he is open Uh, to uh, he's not going to actively pursue uh, being a dual sport athlete with baseball. But he said he is open if the coach uh kind of approached him about it um he's he's kind of known for his power and uh he's actually a really good hitter um Mm -hmm. and he he definitely said uh him and Lincoln have a home run derby so I'm excited to see that
0: yep uh and speaking of Lincoln uh I think the first commit or um I don't know that we've ever had a commitment out of uh, South Dakota um (laughs) but certainly uh Super excited about this one. And that's a six foot three, 185 pound quarterback, Lincoln Keenholz from Pierre, South Dakota. Um, Things that stood out to me certainly the pocket movement. it's subtle, like it's not like these big steps or he's not stepping into tro- into trouble, but these little like micro movements to stay clean and deliver the ball, um, really good ability to to use multiple lanes and angles to get the ball out, certainly a pretty good arm and, and touch uh, shown on his uh, on the tape. And, and then certainly just like in, in what we saw, if you look, go back to, to Fresno State last year and what they how they used Hainer and, and the things that Hainer, Jake Hainer was good at and why there were some uh, some effort to bring Hayner up to Washington, uh, if not for transfer rules. The the system fit with with Keen Holtz is just phenomenal in my opinion. But uh, that's all I'm going to say and let you and take it there.
3: Yeah, I love his intangibles uh, from the fact he's just a, a multi-sport athlete. Um, I mean, but as a football player, you can just tell he has a natural feel, natural, you know, just – just control of the game. Um, and his arm, strength, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you what his arm strength is, but it's, I mean, he throws the ball deep effortlessly. Um, and it's a pretty, pretty release as well. Um, and I know he's about 6'2, about 200 pounds now. I could easily see him being a 225, 230 type guy. Um, easy mover in the pocket, not only when he escapes the pocket, but buying time like yet had say hooligan. And, um, his decision-making. I love winners as well. You know, folks that won state championships, that means something. Um, mm-hmm. his, so you just tell his intangibles are all, you know, off the chart. Exactly.
2: And I th- was he back-to-back? I think they're back-to-back. Yep. Uh, yep. 5A. Um, and you're you're talking, you, you talked multi-sport, man, like, and not you're not talking like, oh, he's the sixth man on the basketball team, you know what I mean? Or the platoon guy uh, on the baseball team, he's you know, their best players, or one of their best <laughs> players, you know, he got the nice little 80-85 overall, you know, point guard dunk package, uh, 2K <laughs> dunk package. He, ain't a, he ain't a rim grazer. He a rim grazer. He got some nice little two-hand back scratchers, you know. the he got some
3: hang time. Yeah, the,
2: the 71 dunk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, really, 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 really solid. Um, and really, really, you talk about the characters uh, of Landon. Um, them, those two kind of going back and forth about the Home Run Derby. Like, there's so much, um, there's already so much character development going on and a lot of brotherhood and camaraderie. You think of, you know, obviously Anthony James's impact as well. Like, these guys are going to come in here um, and be super excited to meet each other and play with each other and things like that. Like, if they got any vibe from that, those big visits, um, it's mm-hmm. it. They loved that, it seems like. So
1: is he I a legit six three? Uh, yeah. yeah. He's, or, he's, or is he six one? He's probably yeah. he's, he's probably
3: six he's probably six two, six one. Yeah. He's a legit mm-hmm. six two. I think he's pushing six three. He's like okay, you know, he's probably right in me.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty I mean it's evident that we we went after a couple guys that before him that we didn't get. Uh but I mean honestly, QB recruiting to me is like a crapshoot pretty much. Yep. And like Darker Knight said, he has all the intangibles. Like, he has athleticism. He has that that arm strength. I mean, maybe it's not elite arm strength, but it is very good arm strength. And he's a winner. Like, he has, he has everything that you want for a quarterback. And it just put it together, and he has the right coach. And so, yeah, I definitely think he's capable of doing great things on Montlake in, in the future. So I think it's a great get. I, like, I love the multi-sport athlete with basketball and baseball and all that.
3: Yeah, yep. for sure. And um I I know uh I was hearing some reports when uh UW was kinda when he kinda hit our radar. Um we were high on him, uh, but then we became sold once we had a private throwing session and kind of watched him throw the ball. Um and I think he's very underrated. So don't be surprised if this year he takes off. Um yeah, I mean, and that star, he gains another star because the kid is a diamond or rough.
0: Yeah. Literally. I mean how many Times there's, you know, that are the national recruiting services sending somebody out to South Dakota to look at a player. I mean, that's all exactly not, like you're just not going to be seen at the same or and evaluated anywhere near the same extent that say uh, Arch Manning. Um, <laughs> well, maybe, <laughs> I think it, I think oh, it just without getting into that, no, go ahead. Congrats, start. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, I was just gonna say, uh, I mean, it says a lot when a quarterback can lead you to championships and. You couldn't name the guys he's throwing to. Yet he's mm-hmm. he is playing against guys who are going Division One as well. Um, yep. So I mean, it just says a lot about what he's able to do um, and the drive and the will that he has as well.
2: If you if you watch the last season um, in that state championship game, I I, I can't recall it like uh, every detail. But I feel like they had to come back from a pretty solid deficit, yep. and he was like willing them to win. Essentially, you know what I mean? So that's big time. You know, he, he like refuses to lose. And that's a that's a once again, you know, we keep talking about it. That's a theme of this damn class. Like these kids are coming from really good programs. They're programs that want to win or, or sorry, uh, they're individuals that want to win, have personal work ethic and uh, all kind of have these aspirations to play in the NFL. So which is
0: most important uh moving on to uh, previously mentioned, and, and depending on the service, uh, another massive uh, offensive line prospect out of Menlo, Atherton, Solani, Fasalo, um, uh, on 24-7 currently listed, six seven 285. I've seen listing somewhere up to 6-9. Um, that is huge like, that is just uh <laughs> um, like you, you put him i mean like basically if you put he in jackets you know standing with her arms spread out to the side i think you're covering basically half of the field just for trench coats.
1: trench coats
0: 90s acapella group take it um uh, so certainly uh, one of the things that, that stood out on his tape to me certainly is uh you know obviously the size um i saw a little bit more explosiveness in his defensive highlights actually and so certainly that's something like the explosiveness is there um but i think with training and technique and working with with coach mee again um bringing that to the offensive side of the ball um developing his hand punch in you know in pass pro and and you know dominant you know get to build towards dominance in the run game uh certainly something that's that's worth or or that can be built on
2: i i can i completely agree with all that i also too you nailed the name so that's elite that's uh, good on you again there too it's a tough one um but once again just that size man um you know 6869 already already very very heavy um it's crazy too with him um and it's a colleague to five like i really was like man you know it seems like they have really solid ceilings on on defense um more so than offense but a, a kid 68 69 you kind of you kind of have to have them on the o line um so i definitely saw that as well in in the tape
3: yeah one half of the trench coat brothers um (laughs) (laughs) just excited to see those two in pads next to each other goodness gracious we thought julius
2: Buelo was was huge you know and mj all were huge
3: man these dudes are coming in 285 i mean i mean we we, done anything yet
0: i mean with with these guys like you know you you talk about the you know the, the all off the bus team um, with, with as big as these guys are, we might need to get a double-decker bus so that they can get you know, where the ceilings elevated just to fit them on the bus in the first place.
3: <laughs> so he needs his own bus.
0: I mean, like, yeah. or, or either that or like I don't know. You know, like I said, raise the ceiling. I don't want. I don't want either of them to get concussion from hitting their head on the top of the bus getting on oh my or off. Gosh. I mean, stay, uh, he stays,
2: cool thing, too, stays super low uh, for that size, too. You know what I mean? Like, bends over a little bit at, at the waist every now and then, but definitely uh, um, kind of with uh, Elisha, too, uh, just with that height, a huge concern is, is leverage and things like that. And they both seem to already understand that point and, and uh, that point of emphasis there. So I, I did notice that as well
3: yeah that kid does explode off the ball to be that big though and mm-hmm. you can definitely see the potential uh i mean he, he's gonna finish he get his hands on you, you going you ain't standing up at the end of the play um tell you that much. just a little bit more just working on his consistency which i think he has a chance to do this year mm-hmm. but um curious to see what he can develop into and how much weight we can actually put on him like good weight um getting with ron and the crew um uh, yep. I'm excited to see him on campus, but yeah, like like uh, Hood said, I mean he's impressive both sides of the ball, which is scary for somebody that big. Nice Good coach. program too. Oh yeah. Yeah. M A. Down in the Bay Area, yeah, I know all about him.
0: Yep. Uh, and then uh, another uh, defensive back, uh, Leroy Bryant, corner, six foot, one hundred and seventy-five pound cornerback out of Fairfield, down in California. Uh, you want to talk twitchy? <laughs> With your ball skills, Leroy's your guy. Beep,
1: beep.
2: <laughs> Man, I like I, this. Is a, so I, I said Zachary Henning is one of my favorite on offense. Uh, Leroy is definitely my favorite on defense. Um, not only just the natural talent and, and ability, but he's also got a crazy competitive edge and competitive nature. Um, he's trying to be the alpha out there on, on his island um no matter where he's playing um you know whether it be slot over top or or corner like he, he just wants to be the alpha there and then uh, that dang theme we keep talking about in regards to the length and then once and then the ball skills and then once they have the ball you know their goal is to score and they have the nuanced understanding to kind of know how to read blocks and things like that when they get the ball in their hands uh, as defenders so that's a rare trait people well, they catch the ball and get interceptions, and they don't know how to run with the ball. They don't know how to go get points or things like that. We've and, had receivers
0: and... that didn't know how to run with the ball recently. Oh, <laughs> my
2: goodness gracious. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Sorry. Run I don't know how to run. <laughs> what am I doing with this thing? Or land in bounds
0: with it. <laughs> oh,
3: man. When I see – I mean – The kid obviously is versatile i mean he plays special teams um really really nice uh vision obviously when he has a bonus hand but when i see my defense he reminds me a lot of elijah molden um kind of in that same mode where always around the ball just instinctual um is doing his assignment but also looking to make a play as well Um, and just always in the right position you see him like he'll he'll easily peel off his guy get in the right position either make attack or make a play on the ball that's not intended for his guy. That's why he's in in position to make a lot of interceptions and a lot of uh, deflections as well. Um, But also another DB, or just athlete with natural hands. (laughs) You can Mm -hmm. see. So that theme of just a natural natural athlete, it just kind of continues with him. I really like him a lot.
2: That play all positions in the secondary. Like, every single one of these cornerbacks, athletes, safeties, can play every position in the secondary. So, like, legit versatility
0: yep uh, and I will I will admit as we move into the the last three current commits to the class or the, the most recent three current commits to the class um I haven't had a chance to watch tape on these guys yet I will do so um and report back um but certainly don't want to to ignore or not talk about um to talk about them uh so the next uh most recent commits uh after Leroy was uh, a six foot three, two hundred ninety five pound defensive lineman from Minnesota. Um, uh, Alineus Davis, um, Hood DJ Darker Knight. If you guys have watched the tape, take it away. Uh,
2: for Alineus, I will say um, will probably be, ha- uh, be the best defensive player. No, no shade to um, the, the ones high, uh, ranked higher than him, but. Um, I think he is going to be the um, the gem of this class on defense, for sure. Um, And that's saying a lot with the ceiling of players like Devin Bryant um, and the things that you said, you know, the Narker Knight about um, his potential ceiling um, in in college football. But I think Alinius has the the highest ceiling on defense, Uh, already has great size, um, super explosive off the ball um and i think one thing too that's uh very underrated when it comes to uh to football and like determining stars and things like that uh, is a kills a kid's drive and want to and their character um and um Elendius is a community man uh super high character involved in the community um and uh it, and what's really cool too is um bringing this community with him. so we you got uh, university of washington reaching out to minnesota for a recruit so that's huge for our program. You know, we talked about South Dakota and things like that. We've reached to places that we haven't before uh, to get some, some prime time guys. So um, statement there as well in regards to out-of-state recruiting.
0: Yep. Um, and moving on to that topic, and it's been over a decade, and I certainly have higher hopes for uh, this player than, than the last player we got from his home state, uh, <laughs> and that is um, – Unless we don't we don't need to talk about the area that, that 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 player committed to Washington in um and season records that happened during that era. Um and that's six foot 180 pound offensive back uh Curly Reed out of Lake Charles College Prep in Lake Charles, Louisiana. When and uh like I, I think we'll talk about it and we'll talk about kind of what we're seeing out of the recruiting trends. Um but again, Hood to your point, going into a different state than we that we don't traditionally recruit out of, and not only that. Lake Charles Prep is a serious, serious program. Like this isn't like, oh, we went to some rinky-dink little town in Louisiana and found somebody we liked. We went into to somebody that was recruited, and I think we, I think he picked us over TCU among others, and 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 got uh, a highly regarded currently. Like according to the recruiting services, he's currently the highest like, ranked player in our class in terms of the composite ranking. So
3: oh yeah i mean i mean that kid on film is just i mean you talk about the definition of lockdown when he's impressed <laughs> he might as well just go the other way with the ball i mean he's literally dogging receivers but uh i love his competitiveness um six two corner long arms uh i mean just he's he's pretty fluid um i know he's battled some injuries um but i'm excited to see him i want to see him just put a whole season together um and just kind of really show folks why um, he is where he is. But I think he has a potential to actually gain another star. Um, I really like him as far as uh, his technique. And uh, he has decent ball skills from what I see. But like I said, a lot of QBs really don't throw his way. Um, but he is active in run support as well. Um, so it's not like he gives up on a play Or you know he lollygags out there. He does his job, and then he helps his teammates. So I can tell his intangibles are there as well.
1: Did he miss all of his junior year?
3: Uh, I think he played a couple games. He, I think that was yeah,
2: more midseason.
1: After, after okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he kind of – I mean, you guys know better than me. You might be, might be wrong, but the way – maybe it's because of his build and his size. He kind of reminds me of Jacoby Covington a little bit. Yeah, I was going to –
3: yeah, absolutely. He may move inside to safety. Yeah. Plays a completely
2: different uh, position in high school than Jacoby, but um, – I Jacoby also had the, the option in his scheme at Segura to, to be versatile. And I'm pretty sure if you ask Hurley to do the same thing in high school, he can. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the physical build of having kind of really long legs, kind of short torso um, means that, you know, he can kind of um, in his footwork. Um, that's why he's probably really, really good at people not being able to get off the line against him. Um, kind of beating people to spots and things like that. Um, I would like to see him uh, get a little bit more explosive in his lower body um, mm-hmm. and, and kind of build it a little bit. You can kind of see in film, he's already got pretty cut arms and kind of pretty solid sho- like shoulders, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Uh, just has to have the lower body explosiveness. I do see some of that uh, that junior, c- senior year, Keith Taylor trying to tackle really hard, but mm-hmm. not really bringing too much force. Um so I would like to see some improvement there. But in regards to his physical traits and strength and things like that, and then also going into Lake Charles Prep, like you had mentioned, again is uh, significant for the future too um, in, in, in regards to creating relationships and things like that. Um, and then just the statement to the country that we're here to recruit nationally um, and recruit against the big boys and win. So
3: that's so you, you kind of have to love the versatility of our recruiting um staff. Uh, you gotta think um like Alenia like you Morgan. were stating before. And Courtney, the whole team. Yeah, Nick Sheridan. Uh, that Minnesota pipeline that he has that he's built within that region. Um is huge. He's well known and well respected in the Midwest. Um not only Courtney, obviously with his Michigan ties and his Cali ties, but you just tell they're just well rounded. Um mm-hmm. not only are they culturally, you know, in the right frame of mind, but they just they have the right mindset as far as the athlete they're looking to pursue
0: and then the the, the uh, most recent commitment to the class again uh, not when i've watched him on but uh another large uh offensive <laughs> line prospect at six, six, 300 uh Kali tafai, or I mean, tafai yeah. um at a Dale down in cali
2: mentioned him as well just kind of playing both sides of the ball and and having the movement skills to be effective at both, um, I I I don't know. Um, I, I can't remember who his primary recruiter was, and whether or not he's gonna start off on offense or defense. But I think if he wants to play earliest, it'll most likely be defense. Um, that's just kind of what I saw. Um, it seems like he has uh, some pretty some pretty good get off on defense. Um, it's it's a little bit more explosive than on the offensive side of the ball for him. Um, has more more feet and lower body build for defense. Um, so really curious to see. He's got that size too. You know, I mean, if you're talking 300 pounds as a 17 year old, this is it's it's pretty unprecedented. How many kids in this class are going to be over 300 pounds after their first you know off season
3: workout session? You know, what I mean, so it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's one of the easier movers, uh, mm-hmm. in this class as well. So I mean his potential. I mean either side of the ball is, I really like it. Um, still raw, but I mean I, I love the kid's um, athleticism and his intensity on the field uh, from the highlights I've seen. So I'm curious to see what he does uh, putting this last year together and then uh, stepping on campus.
2: This is also like 19. Was it 19 guys? Mm-hmm. You know right you got before six, the season. seven more.
3: Are we going to talk about the elephant in the room? Oh, ooh. I like elephants with, with with uh, a commit that was supposed to commit, that's still kind of homes It's kind of, you know, debating on being homesick if he were to commit. That's what I'm hearing. Uh oh, M- Mr. Sanford.
0: Mm. Didn't he commit to Texas Tech? Yeah, he committed to Texas yeah, Tech,
3: but he was supposed to commit to UW. Yeah, he even had his mom up here on a visit, and mom loved it. He was just worried about being homesick.
2: That's so, unfortunate. Mm-hmm. That would have like we
3: would have sneak in.
2: That would have been a great uh a great addition to the secondary. Um mm-hmm. but at the at the end of the day, you know, it's just got to got to continue to maintain that relationship. I think what's going to be really really um we've we've had dealt with some unprecedented times, but we've also seen a lot of changes in like recruiting culture and things like that a lot of like untraditional things happening and you know just kind of like I- i'm not going to say f- in a negative connotation uh, say this in a negative connotation but a lot of like uh selfishness you know whether mm-hmm. um kind of earned deserved worth it or not like those types of things um in regards to that stuff so i think you're in reg- regards of recruiting so i think you're gonna see a lot of flips for sure during the season i wouldn't be surprised um,
3: if he flipped yeah i know anthony james is on him big time and, and, and wants him to come so
2: and um, that's the benefit of having a lot of kids from texas um okay. you know what i mean you can relate to kind of being homesick and things like that too so got to depending
0: up. on kind of what area from texas you're coming from and...
2: exactly it's not small so
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no And moving kind of into the into the trend conversation um without going, you know, super in-depth and, and making this a, a marathon pod on the recruiting <laughs> front, um, I couldn't be more encouraged. And I think the big takeaway of like the commit palooza that we had that, that last week or so of last Uh-oh. week, we can have two weeks of June. Was amazing. Um, yes. I mean, like to the point of hood, I think we talked about it a little bit in the pre-show and certain fans that don't understand that, like. Just you based on volume and and quality of you know, yes, are we landing five star players in this class left and right. No, but there's a lot of really good football players that are in this class and it is going to be a top 20 top 25 class if not a little better, particularly if we get into flip season, and the staff to, to talk about the subject briefly about our next pod you see this team put together 9 10 win season which is potential I'm not predicting that it's potential um the um your the landscape can change um I couldn't be more encouraged but to, but in particular not only like that to me the the commitment Bonanza showed me that the staff has figured out how to sell and close yep with the, the pitch about the University of Washington and that they get how important that recruiting is. And, you know, we, we talked about it in the pre show, Chris Peterson's first class at Washington, didn't blow the doors off in terms of the the rankings and the, what people predicted. Uh, but if you go back and look at that class, and what that class produced at Washington, and what that class is doing in the NFL, <laughs> not not a bad class. <laughs> um, and it's like, you don't come in unless you're like, unless you're Nick Saban, you don't come in and have a top uh, at the University of Washington top five class. That's just not coming off of four and eight. Given the destruction of relationships that had happened under the previous regime, um, it's going to take some building. But like the building blocks are encouraging to go up uh, to see us starting to make inroads on an in a national landscape. Um, and I hate to give the analogy, given who it's in reference to um but we've seen a program in this region of the country be very successful in following somewhat of a similar tack and broadening their reach and finding players that fit what they were trying to do and that brand has built and they're obnoxious as all Fuck. usc
3: <laughs> the program who uh, shall not be named
2: to your point hooligan like the, and I think to fans, too, man, the the most encouraging element of this is you're coming off a four and eight season and you got a staff and um, director of player personnel able to sell a top 20 or, or sell a program to a potential mm-hmm. top 15 to 25 to 30 class. You know, I can't imagine what it's going to be, even if you win seven, eight games, seven or eight games, you know, you're. In every game, you're putting up a bunch of points. You're, it's an exciting brand of, of uh, football because, like I said, you go and watch 2021 offense or defense, um, any of those games, and it's not fun. The other team's not funny. <laughs> Snooze fest. The other team's not even fun to watch either. But I think this year you will have <laughs> a lot more explosives uh, in games that we're involved in. So, And that's and that's, re- that's really attracting when, uh, when you have a bunch of uh, big plays and
0: things like that. Yep. Absolutely. Sports Center and all that. I mean 2021 what? was the season of what the fuck. <laughs> it really was. Like the number of times of last season was unprecedented. And I kick and scream about stuff even when, you know, like one play goes badly, but last season was just like unless you experienced it to, to outside to people outside the program and to people that I've been in some national GCs with, like unless you actually witnessed all of last season, you don't know what <laughs> how poorly this team was coached.
3: Now I'm having flashbacks to that Michigan game, and just hurts my heart. You know, I can I I I didn't even know who that team was on the field. I never thought I'd see the day. Yeah, you <laughs> don't just just looking at Hood. Like, what is happening right now?
2: Yeah, it's something I don't think we're gonna have to to. We're not gonna have to worry about scoring ten points in a game for a long time. So, no. I don't think that's gonna happen for a very
3: scoring ten points and trying not to lose. Yeah, I don't think none <laughs> of that's of gonna. Going the only-
2: there's gonna be a lot of blowouts. I, I, like DeBoer is a South Dakota guy. That the pageantry of, you know, respecting all that stuff. Like he's focused. He's gonna be focused on his program. And if you get blown out, uh, oops, my bad. It was sixty-three <laughs> to three. Like I'm just trying to get my players some good film and have some fun while I'm doing mm-hmm. it. And put my throat on your neck and then let's go have some fun with my guys you know what i mean so uh, very very encouraging encouraging and then also too like building your class the way that you like want to you know with the guys that you want to like we, we literally had the same <clears throat> the the same kind of uh, um player analysis um like all four of us in regards to these players because they are very similar these people knew exactly what they were going for according to morgan knew exactly what he was going for so
0: yep okay i think we can cut the uh the recruiting conversation there uh we will be back shortly um and we're going to record some uh some content tonight for our predictions pod um so we'll cut the recruiting pod there and uh we'll be back very very we may drop a couple episodes on the same day so stay
1: tuned um go dogs go Go dogs. dogs